Hello, basketball fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of your ESPNW Women's Basketball Podcast, Around the Rim. I am your host, LaChina Robinson, joined as always by my fantastic and fabulous producer, Tarika Foster Brasby. And uh, yes, we are excited. The WNBA playoffs start this week. In fact, that's the most important thing for you to know that the playoffs kick off Thursday, September 23rd with first round single elimination. That means win or go home. Don't forget that about the WNBA formats at the first two rounds. Hey, if you lose your playoffs are over and we've got two exciting matchups that we're going to get into uh, later in the show, eight o'clock PM Eastern time. That first game of the double header is Dallas wings versus Chicago Sky. The second game is 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is between the New York Liberty, oh my God, and the Phoenix Mercury. So what we have to do is back up and talk about how we got here into these matchups for the playoffs and what happened at the end of the regular season. And to help us break that down, we have with us none other than the Carolyn Peck. Now, I usually, during college season, bringing Coach Peck, talking about her NCAA championship as a head coach at Purdue. But uh, in case you didn't know, she also has WNBA uh, titles under her belt as she is the former GM and head coach for the Orlando Miracle. Welcome to the show, CP. Thank you, LaChina. I appreciate it. Now, first of all, I have my own CP. Yes, there is Candace Parker. Yes, there is Chris Paul. But if you hear me say CP on this show, that is Carolyn Peck. So I do call her that every once in a while. Don't get confused. Now, we were in studio yesterday, and I have to start with this, CP. What was your biggest takeaway of the last day of the regular season? Well, first of all, I think that the playoffs are going to be games you are not going to want to miss because there is star power all the way one through eight and specifically looking at the teams that are now in now that we know who are in that single elimination on the first day don't miss a second of action because anything can happen I mean it's hard for me to sit here and say this is going to be a clear-cut team that's going to advance because I don't know yeah I mean we thought we knew a lot of things coming into the final day of the regular season. If you did not catch the action on Sunday, um, the AC was up for grabs and ultimately it looked like no one wanted the AC. Washington <laughs> was in control. The Mystics, they won, they were in, but they had to beat the Minnesota Lynx, which we know is a tall order with the way the Lynx are playing. Now they're healthy, got Lasia Clarendon back. Cheryl Reeve clearly knows what she's doing and they wanted to clinch the three seed, which we'll get to in a moment. But Washington lost. They were without the services of their head coach and GM, Mike Tebow, sending our thoughts and prayers to him. He did. Um, he was, he tested positive for COVID-19 and missed the last two games of the regular season. So Eric Tebow stepped into the hot seat and the Mystics just were not able to get it done. Now, all credit to Minnesota and especially the 27 points from Ariel Powers. Um, Powers is a dog. We know that. And I, any team that has to face Minnesota and has to figure out a way to cool down aerial powers. Good luck with that. So anyway, Washington did not want that eight spot. So now it's your turn, LA. Can you beat Dallas on the road? No. 
the Dallas Wings came out firing. They were hot from the field. I mean, we've talked about LA's defense all season long, but it just wasn't there. You know, Dallas got it done. What what did you think when that final buzzer went off and LA didn't clinch that AC CP and ultimately it belongs now to New York? Well, I tell you, with New York getting in, I'm happy for Benajah Laney. I mean, she came to New York to make a make a difference. And she's done that being there. I don't think that New York is even in the conversation for being in the playoffs without uh, Benajah Laney, without the contributions of Natasha Howard and Sammy Wickham. That was a great pickup for New York as well. Man, Sammy Wickham's has, has Sammy Wickham has been a game changer for them. And I'm going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about that matchup in a moment, but just to kind of recap what happened yesterday um, the Connecticut Sun won their 14th straight game. Go ahead, Tarika. Give us a cheer. <laughs> she is cheering, even though you guys cannot hear. So they are that number one seed in the WNBA playoffs. The Atlanta Dream season comes to an end. Um, they beat uh, Connecticut beat Atlanta 84 to 64. Las Vegas Aces beat the Phoenix Mercury on the road by one point. Jisoo Park with a huge block at the end of the game. <laughs> And but you can't – don't forget about Destiny Slocum's big rebound, offensive rebound. Yes, Destiny Slocum as well. I mean, Bill just has that luxury. I mean, if we're talking about winning a game on the road where Jisoo Park and Destiny Slocum came up big, like, there's an embarrassment of riches in Vegas. And, in fact, they finished the regular season with seven players averaging 10 or more points per game, which is the first time that has ever happened in WNBA history. They're balanced – their talent is almost embarrassing. So they finished um, in that second spot, the second seed for the WNBA playoffs. So both Connecticut and Vegas will have double buys to the semifinals. Now, we discussed the fact that the Washington Mystics lost yesterday. Their season is over. Minnesota Lynx are in position for the three seed. Um, L.A. lost to Dallas, so their season is over. And the Dallas Wings are the seventh seed in the WNBA playoffs. They will take on Chicago, as we mentioned earlier. And then speaking of Chicago, they ended the season on a high note, um, beating the Indiana Fever 98 to 87. So that is it for the regular season. And as we move forward and look at these matchups for Thursday, Coach, just your thoughts. I guess we will start with Chicago and Dallas, knowing that Chicago is just kind of getting on track in this final game. They struggled down the stretch and that the Dallas Wings kind of have nothing to lose as the team with no expectation to win, while Chicago has all the expectations to win. Of any player that turns it on when the lights get brighter, who is that? Arike Agumbawale. And she is in the playoffs for the first time you think she's not going to show out? Did you see what she did in the All-Star game? I think that she is going to look to put on a show in, on Thursday night. Yes. I mean, that has to be one of the big conversations going in, is that whenever she does have a little bit more attention on her or um, feels like she's being doubted or, or an underdog or feels like her back is up against the wall. That is when Arike Agumbawale is at her best. But I, I, I question this, how does Vicki Johnson make up for the lack of experience on this team um, without a lot of players that have been in the playoff situation? 
Now, China, I won a championship in college with players that had never been to a Final Four. Ignorance is bliss because these players don't know what to be afraid of. And look, they got Mariah Jefferson back. They got Isabel Harrison back. I don't know what the situation is going to be with Satu Sabali, but they have championship mentality, winning mentality. And you even get that not just from Marike Gumbawale, but you got that attitude, that sass coming from Marina Mabry. And, I mean, she brings it. So I think Vicki Johnson fuels that. Instead of telling them, you know, what they don't know, their inexperience, what they do know is how to just go out and play to win. Yeah, when you look at the earlier matchups, CP, to your point, Dallas hasn't necessarily cared about Chicago's experience. They beat them twice this season, only lost to Chicago one time. Their last meeting on August 17th, it was Alicia Gray who led the team in scoring, who to me really can be their X factor on both ends of the floor. Candace Parker only had two points in that game. Their other two matchups happened before the Olympic break. So not to say that those are kind of too old to learn anything from, but these teams have both changed a lot since then. Um, and Dallas, you know, they lost their first one and, and then won their, their next two against Chicago. So clearly there's something they learned from those matchups. I'm concerned about the sky. I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it, but there's something chemistry wise that's not consistently clicking with that team. And when you look at them on paper, they are way too talented. Even in the games where Candace Parker was hurt to have seven game losing streaks like we've seen them have to have these games at home where they just have no energy. Is it me? I mean, I know you were just recently at Chicago. What did you learn from, from that Carolyn? Well, I saw two different Chicago teams as of recent and their second game against the Las Vegas aces. They came out with the team that they like the team they should be. They came out with great energy their number one priority was their defense and they got their energy from their defense. And when they play like that, look, when it comes to a team playing very good defensively, that is demonstrating a level of trust. Mm -hmm. And you know that you can do your job and you know, your teammates got your back. So then that can carry over into the offense and then to spread the wealth, you got to trust that Courtney Vandersloot is going to get the basketball to the right people in the right places because like you talked about they got a ton of talent they got a ton of players that can score but they have to be in the right position to score Kalia Copper needs to establish first attacking the basket using her quickness using her speed then she can revert back to that three-point shot that will open up things for Allie Quigley because you got to worry about Copper then Quigley's going to get her time and Candace Parker's got a flex She's got to demonstrate that she is an inside and outside player. Yes, she's a 6'4 player with guard skills, but she is unstoppable when she goes inside and she uses her pro moves of being able to score with that fadeaway or going to the basket. Then she can establish from the perimeter as well. Like that balance, and when Diamond DeShields comes in, Get in her rhythm as far as running in transition, attacking the basket, using their quickness. You know, if I'm James Wade, I'm having a conversation today, especially with Courtney Vandersloot and Candace Parker, reminding them you two are winners and you two are leaders because he can do all he can on the sideline. 
Now, that leadership has to come from in the locker room and in the uniform. And when that happens, that can bring it all together for the Chicago Sky. Well, they have all the talent. Will they get it done? I'll say this. I'm sure the wings are chomping at the bit because, um, you know, they've got a couple of players that are from not too far from Chicago. Enrique Agumbawale is from right down the road in Milwaukee. Um, you know, the fighting Irish fans are not too far away with her and Marina playing on the same team. So um, it's going to be interesting, but I am happy to see Chicago get a home game. Hopefully um, they can end on a great note. So that will be the first game of that double header on Thursday for to kick off the WNBA playoffs. Now, the second game is that AC, the New York Liberty, that won it because no one else wanted it against the Phoenix Mercury. Now, these two teams played three times this season. Um, Phoenix won two of those. And New York actually was shorthanded in their second two matchups against Phoenix, the two that they lost. Sammy Wickham did not play in either one of those games. And then Jasmine Jones missed one. But Benajah Laney had 23 points um, and the game that they did win, we know that she's a big part of what they do. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Well, I think that in order for New York to have an opportunity, uh, Laney's got to be the first option. You bring in, you know, get the ball to Benajah Laney and Sammy Wickham being back on the floor. She pushes tempo and she brings, I mean, you got to look at it. She's got championship experience coming out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And her team, and they're a young team, they have to listen to her. Sammy knows what it takes to advance in the playoffs. And she's got to have her shot opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think that the that Natasha Howard's going to have her hands full because Brittany Griner's playing great basketball right now. And who's going to be the defensive lock? not necessarily focused on Diana Taurasi if she plays, but on Skylar Diggins, because since the Olympic break, Diggins has brought her a game. She is playing with a chip on her shoulder with something to prove. And you know what? Now I think that it's not a matter of Skylar Diggins figuring out how to play alongside Diana Taurasi, but understanding she's a star in this league. Absolutely. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Diana Taurasi. And the last time these two teams meet, Phoenix blew New York out of the gym. Um, and so, you know, in their own arena. And I remember Brittany Griner having a dunk in that game as well. So I think New York hopefully has more confidence in what they can do defensively against Skylar Diggins-Smith having Sammy Whitcomb and especially having Jazz Jones back at more full strength because they've got enough guards that they can put on Skylar Diggins-Smith. I mean, they've got Dee Dee Richards. They've got Jazz Jones if they want size. I mean, they've got some options. And Benajah Laney, to me, is also an underrated defender in addition to her just being an underrated all-around player. But looking at New York's last matchup against Washington, I mean, I was so impressed with them in that game. Benajah Laney, though, didn't shoot very well. Three for 13 from the field. She had 11 assists. She had 10 points. 11 assists. She's always playing great defense. Add to that in the backcourt, Sabrina Ionescu, who had 22 points and nine assists. And I think the number that always stands out to me for New York, of course, is they had 10 three-pointers and they were 10 for 22. When they're hitting from long range, which is their identity, they're incredibly tough to stop. They spread the floor. They're going to bring Brittany Griner out to the three-point line, um, but shooting it at 
46% against D.C. I mean, let's be honest. That game, them beating D.C. is why they're in the playoffs. They had to beat Tina Charles, they're, uh, the old center of New York, to even put themselves in position for that three-way tiebreaker. And I thought they did it in the best way they could have, um, also shooting 52% from the field, showing everyone what they were capable of on the offensive end. So um, a lot to look forward to in that matchup, CP. You want to add one more thing? Well, with the with New York, what they do well, if they're making shots, is to make the defense expand and open up the lane. So you're pulling a Brittany Griner, uh, Brianna Turner. You're you're pulling her the big size of Phoenix away from the basket. Now, for New York to understand when the lane is there to attack it. So that then to drive, so not just relying on the three-point shot, but also getting those paint points and getting their opportunities at the free throw line. Yeah, well, it's going to be a fun matchup. If Diana Taurasi is playing, I feel bad for New York. That's all I got to say because the whole game changes. I know Skylar Diggins-Smith has had a great season, but I just feel like in the playoffs, the white mom is going to be ready. So um, we will see what happens uh, in Phoenix as they also have the X-Factor crowd behind them. Um, fans, that is it for our preview for the first day of the playoffs, as well as finishing up the regular season. Y'all not slick. Uh uh-uh. uh. Y'all not gonna have the fans coming for me on Twitter. Y'all better make some predictions on this podcast. Who we got Ooh. coming out of the first round? Mm-hmm. Y'all not gonna have the fans coming for me on Twitter. Lachina didn't say who she thinks. Carolyn didn't say who she thinks. Nope. Mm-mm. Can we get some predictions? Well, I don't typically do predictions only because I have to call the game. Call the game. And people mm-hmm. people get attitudes, you know what I'm saying, when you're trying to talk to them on the Zoom. They're like, why are we even talking about this? You already said we could lose. So I'm going to refrain, but I will let our expert, if she wants, Carolyn Peck, to give us her thoughts. Uh, look how you just moonwalk backwards out of that. But um, look, I'm, gonna, I, I'm not pulling for any team. But I will give the home teams the advantage. I think that Chicago can be very good at home and with their experience. Not that a young Dallas team can't pull off the upset, but playing on the home floor in Chicago and New York, a young, inexperienced uh, playoff team going on the home floor in Phoenix, I'm giving the two home teams the nod in the first round. All right, home court advantage. Now, the one thing I will say, and this is not to say that I'm picking against Chicago, but they have not played well at home in the regular season. But we will see what happens. It's a new season, Latina. It's a new season. Clear the slate. It's (laughs) 0-0 starting on Thursday. You're right, CP. They got three days to get it together. Okay, so um, just so the fans know the dates. Playoff games will happen on Thursday, September 23rd, Sunday, the 26th, Tuesday, September 28th will be the first day of the semifinals. Thursday, September 30th is game two of the semifinals. Sunday, October 3rd is game three of the semifinals. If needed, games four and five of the semifinals will happen at on October 6th, which is a Wednesday, and October 8th, which is a Friday. And then the finals dates are October 10th, 13th, 15th, and if needed for game four and five, October 17th and 19th. So don't tell us that you didn't know when the games were going to happen because you just got the full schedule, and we will see which teams make it. Anything else, CP? Tarika, what else? Tune in. You don't want to miss a second of these WNBA playoffs. 
We will be watching you in sure. studio CP. You can reach Carolyn Peck on Twitter at Carolyn Peck. I am at LaShana Robinson and Tarika is at she knows sports. No more underscore. You can always hit us at around the rim pod on Twitter as well. Thank you so much for joining and uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Thank you.